Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Brisbane Property Podcast and episode number 11. Hi, welcome back, everybody. We look forward to bringing you more useful information today about investing in Brisbane property. So today we're just going to have a quick chat. Um, it, it's something we think is quite important for people to understand. Um, I, I look at it in, in a way from my construction background, obviously, is when you, and something to think about, when you get a builder in, for example, or a plumber or electrician, whatever it may be, they have to have a license. So you can't use unlicensed contractors. Um, by law, you actually have to have the license and it's it's obviously policed that way. So we look at that as well when, when it comes to investing in property. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things in relation to the property investment industry here in Australia is that there is a severe lack of legislation in the property investment space. So think about this. If you want to go and spend $10,000 building a share portfolio, you would have to go and seek financial advice and um, a statement of advice would be prepared by that financial advisor. That is unless, of course, you are directly um, investing yourself. Now, if you want to go and um, buy a property, you might spend half a million dollars or even more, and yet you can go and speak to anybody to seek advice, and they don't have to be qualified, nor do they have to provide any written statement about why they um, feel that that advice is going to be relevant or suitable to you. Now, this is a real problem, and a lot of people in the property investment space don't realise that this happens. And this is what we want to unpack today in the episode, um, all about property spruikers. Yeah, so it's, it's it's actually out in the media a bit. This um, about the spruiker side of things, we we see it quite a bit um, from buyers agents. Uh, I, I have phone calls. I had one actually yesterday from a, a development company, they've opened up a new estate development, just trying to sell it to me basically as it's on the golf course frontage, brand new build, high quality. Um, and whether we had any buyers who would be interested in this type of product. Um, I'm not really sure how it all works, but um, who, who they wanted to pay us or how they want to work and how they actually get away with that sort of offering that product. And I think the big thing that most consumers are not aware of is that developers or builders that are offloading this stock will pay money and often thousands of dollars to people so that those people can recommend that product to their client base. So, of course, um, that is not something that we are ever a part of. And in fact, we very rarely recommend people purchase brand new property unless they're knocking something down and replacing it with a brand new build themselves. Um, the the reason is that there is a lot of people that, um, you know, have or offer these subpar properties which have huge hidden commissions built into them. And the consumer, unfortunately, has no idea that they're overpaying for a subpar property. And I think that, you know, something to be aware of is how do you, you know, get caught up in this scam? Because that's what it effectively is. It is a big scam and it exists across the country. And generally, it's happened to a lot of, you know, people that we've spoken to, a lot of clients that we've come on board have been previously impacted. But, you know, generally we say if you're looking at something, you know, and and getting some investment advice that starts with a Facebook ad or it might start with, you know, an information seminar that you can go and attend 
um, or you might receive an email from an investment group company. And then, you know, the, the information that is delivered, it all looks reasonable and it all looks fair because they're showing what the average performance long-term might be for Australian property. And they're assuming that the same averages exist across all properties, which we know is not true. We know Brisbane's not the same market as Sydney and Melbourne. We know that within Brisbane, there's superior locations that will deliver much um, higher capital growth performance than other locations. There's not one Australian property market. And the biggest thing with some of the sales pitch that goes into these presentations is that they make the assumption that there is one set of data that can be applied to every property. And this is how people get stung because, you know, they buy into these properties on on the false pretense that they're going to be, you know, receiving these superior results. Yeah, and I guess it's something to always be be careful when you hear the word free. It's something, everything's for free from these people. And you see signs, billboards, you, the ads always come on to say, look, you get a free pool, you get free air conditioning, um, rental guarantees, all those types of things. There's always red flags there, I think, when those sort of things are offered. Because at the end of the day, somebody's got to get paid for it. So you don't get everything for free. No, nothing's for free. Not not in the world that I live in anyway. And um, I think that one thing that um, is a bit of a telltale sign is that it's a one size fits all. You know, you might be watching a webinar or previously it might have been attending a seminar, although seminars are um, less, less common these days with the COVID-19 impact. But Usually, um, they outline how people can make money in property, how they can build a property investment portfolio. And here, by the way, at the end of the presentation, which might be a 90-minute presentation, we have the solution for you here tonight. Here's the product. And if you're interested, let's sign up now and let's get this deal done. Now, what this situation fails to recognize is that property investing is not a one-size-fits-all approach. So if you are assuming that um, an investment strategy or that a new property build is going to be suitable for you and the person that is helping you with that apparent advice has not considered your personal circumstances. And what I mean by that is, you know, what is your gross taxable income? What is your financial capacity and your borrowing capacity? What are your goals? How old are you and how much time do you left do you have left between now when you're starting to build your portfolio and when you're wanting to rely on the income from that portfolio in the future. All of these personal things need to be considered before there is any talk of a product or a recommendation for an investment strategy. So, yeah, I mean, how do they get paid? I mean, that, that's probably the biggest question. Well, of course, they get paid um, out of the, the price that you pay for the property. So, you know, Property spruikers, generally, they they dress very well, they drive fancy cars, and they present themselves very well. But as a consumer, if you're not paying an individual for professional advice, independent professional advice, don't be fooled. They are getting paid by the property value, the, the amount that you're paying for the total purchase price. So their commission is built into the purchase price. And that's why they call property spruikers because most consumers don't know or are not aware that you're actually paying for the cost of that information and they're just selling you subpar or inferior stock. Yeah, and we, we get um, clients that come to us. We've, we've actually had some clients, I believe, that have come to us that have, have had a bit of a tough time in the past on, on this type of dealings. 
um, and, and they've come to us to a different uh, professional advice on how they can actually get ahead with their investments. Yeah, one example, actually, a very um, recent client, uh, and and we'd had a discovery call and discussed what their investment goals were to get an understanding as to one, whether we could help and two, whether they were ready to take the next step. Um, and subsequent to that, they'd reached out to a number of different uh, companies to seek some independent financial advice or, or property investment advice. And they had gone down the pathway uh, with a particular property investment company um, who were for a very limited time offering free buyer's advocacy services. Now that in itself would ring alarm bells for me because nobody works for free. And as we've just outlined, um, that potential buyer's agent would be paid by someone and that would be the property developer. But in this instance, um, the the couple that um, we spoke to um, were looking at a property or were recommended a property um, which is right out in Thornlands in the Bayside suburbs. It was a very small, inferior-sized block of land with a brand-new build on it. Now, the promise of capital growth and the um, information that was shared with them to help them to come to a decision was falsified. And the reason that I know that is because they reached out to me and asked me whether it would be a good opportunity. And I did some of my own independent research to evaluate that opportunity. And I I shared with them the factual information about the historical performance of the location, the potential future performance of that particular asset based on location and based on land content. And then we debriefed so that they could understand why are they getting advice from someone who they're actually not paying? And then we realised that they were um, the developer was actually the property investment advisor, and that they were the victims or nearly the victims of a property spruker. So when all these you know new estates and all these developments and everything happen, um, who who's actually in control of it all? It's okay for people to say they want to build a new house, and, and sometimes that's fine if people want to do that. They're generally in control of it and they can deal directly with builders and they buy a block of land or they buy, a like here in Brisbane, it's quite common, you can buy a, a post-war home and knock it down and build new. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with that type of strategy. But when it comes to these types of setups, who's actually in control of it and what, what are some of the big risks that you take when you go down that track? Well, usually the developer is always in control of the land release and the developer therefore controls the rate of capital growth because when there is an unlimited future supply, and we've talked about this in past episodes, it can really hinder the future capital growth performance. Now, a lot of these um, development companies, they're, they're sort of Phoenix companies. They're set up to deliver a single development and they no longer exist in two or three years um, down the track. So what that means is there's actually no ongoing liability for them if the investor purchases a subpar property and then by the time they realise, which unfortunately is years down the track, the company no longer exists. So the investor is left with an inferior performing asset, uh, but no chance of, um, you know, any recourse, I guess you could say, on, on the fact that the advice that they received was not legitimate advice. Yeah, I mean that that that's very risky when you get that, and and you, you're then relying basically on up here in Brisbane, obviously, is QVCC to to try and fight things, and you've you've bought yourself a massive headache, really. Absolutely, 
I think the other thing is that, you know, as an investor, um, the loss of capital value in an asset can really, really set you back. And, you know, not only does that have financial implications, it can break families up, you know, financial pressures can cause all sorts of um, mental health issues. But there's a massive opportunity cost, even if the, the performance of that asset is subpar and it doesn't, you know, grow in value as promised. So it's really important to be aware of that. Um, and as I mentioned before, one of the key indicators is where average data is being used to project that property values double every 10 years. I mean, that is not the case. Uh, we consistently discuss um, the fact that property markets cycle at different rates and at different times. And it's about understanding where a property market is within the cycle and also aligning that with the current supply and demand metrics within a given market. And, and you need all of that information before you push forward with an investment decision um, about a particular location. Yeah, whether, whether you're a, a, um, an investor or especially now, you've also got to be careful with the um, government incentives that have come out. So first home buyers, it's a purchase. Your first home can set you up or it could really set you back in, in your investment journey. Um, so I, I think you've got to really be careful of what you do and be smart about how you get into that uh, the setup of the new home. Yeah, I think, um, you know, don't don't assume also that the um, property spruikers only exist in capital cities. I know here in Brisbane, um, it's very easy to get some advice through through local Brisbane investment firms or those that are disguising themselves as investment firms. And yet the, the stock that apparently is being recommended is, you know, out in regional areas or in mining towns. Um, we had another client that we worked with um, almost 18 months ago now. And when he came to us, his position was um, somewhat unfortunate in that he had to let go of an underperforming asset in a regional mining town that he'd purchased through one of these um, spruikers uh, a few years ago. And he actually had to remortgage his principal place of residence so that he could get out of that asset. Now, put yourself in that situation. You know, he was approaching uh, retirement age. He had thought that he was making the right decision for himself and his family by taking advice um, about the potential future performance of one of these assets um, in a mining town. And we all know what happened to some of the, the asset prices in some of these mining towns. And he was unfortunately one of those investors that was significantly impacted. And when he researched um, the investment firm to try and um, understand if there were any potential liability um, issues that could be raised, of course, the firm no longer existed um, and there was really no recourse for him. So it is an unfortunate an unfortunate situation and it happens to a lot of um, people that really otherwise don't understand that they are being trapped and that they are being fooled by these cons. So I guess, I guess the big thing when we get we jump forward from there is, is how do you recognise them? Um, what checks can be done to make sure that they, um, they're, they're giving you non-biased information? Um, as I mentioned earlier, at the start from the, from the building side, if you want to if you want to check up on a builder to see if they've got a the, the qualif qualifications and the appropriate license for the type of work, you can jump on QBC's website. You can do a license check, put in their details. It'll bring it all up, and there's a whole history there of of license checking. It's probably the, one of the hard things in this industry in finding qualifications and um, and how to do that. So, what sort of things when the associations or how to, what's the best advice you'd give on that? 
Well, the first thing that I'd say to people if they are seeking advice from someone who's recommending um, a property investment strategy, if you are not paying that person to give that advice, I would ask the person outright, how are they being paid? And uh, you know, if they can't be truthful and honest in in how they actually receive an income for themselves, then I would run a mile because it usually means that they're being paid by the product that they're about to recommend for you. And now that's not going to be the product that's in your best interest long term. That's going to be the product that fills their pocket, feeds their family and provides them with the greatest financial reward. So be warned, it is about buyer beware because whilst the industry is not regulated Um, it operates in this way. But there's definitely, you know, things as a consumer that you can do. There's checks that you can make um, to ensure that you are dealing with an operator that is qualified to give advice and that operates under a very specific professional code of conduct. So those, is there associations or is it licensing qualifications? What what sort of, what, what, can you give us some examples that people can look up? Yeah, and look, you know, we're, as, you know, our own company, we're very big on ensuring that uh, when we provide advice to people, it's in their best interest. And a big part of that for us has been um, aligning as members with property investment professionals of Australia. Um, But more so than that, um, two of us um, in the company have now completed the accreditation course with property investment professionals of Australia to become qualified property investment advisors. So in a world where uh, the property investment industry remains unregulated, uh, the PIPA or Property Investment Professionals of Australia developed the QPIA course or Qualified Property Investment Advisor course to address the needs of professionals in the industry so that they are appropriately qualified to give advice. So One thing you can do is you can go to the uh, PIPA website, which is uh, pipa.asn.au, and you can search for a qualified property investment advisor in your area. And then you know that the advice you're being given is independent and that that person has done a lot of study to uh, ensure that they are qualified to give that advice. What about a uh, what about a buyer's agent side of it? So I think that's that's really good advice. Obviously, we strongly recommend uh, the the qualified property investment advisor side of things through Pippa. What about from a if, if people are looking for a buyer's agent? And look, that's a good question. There's a lot of buyer's agents in the industry. Um, again, you know, as as members of REBA, which is the Real Estate Buyers Agents Association, um, we highly recommend people do background checks on the buyer's agent that they are choosing to work with. Uh, Being REBA members, um, it's a process in itself just to be accredited with REBA, uh, but it also ensures that for the consumer that the operator uh, is operating to a minimum professional standard. So again, these are all things to guarantee or ensure your security as a buyer and to maximise your opportunity to to make a decision that's going to be right for you and not to align yourself with a property spruker. Right. Well, I think we, we've sort of covered a fair bit there and hopefully that's been good advice. We, As I say, it's, it's a huge investment in property. So do your homework, get the right advice from the right people. Um, be careful with everything that gets offered for free. Um, so look, Hopefully that's been some interesting uh, information there. That's probably it from me today. Um, Melinda will probably wrap it all up, but hope it's been useful and look forward to chatting again soon. So take care and bye for now. 
Yeah, thanks for joining us again. The episode was um, definitely useful for those that may not be aware that property spruikers do exist. And we really wanted to highlight for you practical steps that you can take to ensure that you're not going to be the victim of someone else's um, wealth building operation. So um, always ask the question, how are you being paid if the person that's giving you that professional advice is not charging you a fee? Thanks for joining us again. I'm Melinda Jennison, Managing Director of Streamline Property Buyers. If you do need assistance looking at property as an investment or even if you're looking to purchase your ideal home here in Brisbane, the whole reason we do what we do is to help people to avoid making mistakes in property. And we're passionate about helping you too. So feel free to reach out at any time. But thanks for joining us again on the Brisbane Property Podcast. We would love for you to leave us a five-star review. Share this podcast with your friends and family. The more people that hear some of the information that we have to share, the fewer people that will make mistakes. Thanks for your time today and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.